My friend Lauren Peterson is in the studio. Good morning, Lauren. Good morning. Thanks for having me. You've got some news to share. You're with the group formerly known as the Women's Resources of Monroe County Organization. But what have you done, Lauren? Yes. So we had some really exciting news uh, earlier last week. We unveiled our new name. We had gone through a long uh, process engaging with a marketing firm to assist us with doing some surveys, some outreach, just to kind of take a look and see what our name is perceived as. We put the whole nine yards on We did. We did. We we crossed every T, dotted every I. We really wanted to do this strategically. We didn't want to just change for a change. We wanted it to have a reason behind it. And Women's Resources has really gotten us 43 years of being Women's Resources to where we are now. What we found out is that our name is a little misleading, but we've always provided services to anyone who has been a survivor or affected by domestic or sexual abuse, regardless of whether they're a woman, man, LGBTQIA, uh, gender nonconforming, non-binary, whichever. But having women on our name, kind of misleading. And while primarily, of course, domestic and sexual violence affect more women than others, we realized it's a barrier for those groups to reach out to us. I've actually gotten that hotline call from a, a man saying, I was abused as a child. I feel like I need some help, uh-huh. but I'm not a woman. Can I still come here? So I'm like, yes, absolutely. Don't let our name mislead you. We are here for everybody and anybody. So we went through this great process and we asked some good questions. And one of the words that really stood out multiple times was safe. They helped me get safe. They taught me how to stay safe. They provided me safety, safe, safe, safe all the time. And we're here in Monroe County. So we put the two together to create our new name being Safe Monroe, where abuse ends and hope begins. That's a great name, Safe Monroe. I remember, I think last time you were on the show, I asked you, is it just for women? You did. And you put the brake signs. Oh, no, 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 no. Exactly. Tell me everything your organization does. Yeah, so we're a 501c3 nonprofit, so all of our services are 100% free and confidential. We have our 24-hour crisis hotline, runs 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and that's answered by trained crisis counselors. That's 570-421-4200. We also have our emergency shelter. We have our counseling programs, both one-on-one individual counseling as well as support groups, We have legal advocates who can assist people going through the criminal or the civil process for the legal system. And then we also have our prevention education programs in the schools and out in the communities working to prevent abuse before it happens. Sure, this is a full-time job for you. Oh, yes. I've been here over nine years. Is that right? Yeah. What sort of funding do you receive? How do you? How does it work? Yeah, so we get a good mo- about a, a bit of funds from our state contracts and government contracts. So we have our two coalitions, Pennsylvania Coalition Against Rape and Pennsylvania Coalition Against Domestic Violence. And what they do is they kind of have funneling. They funnel the funds from both state and federal grants and contracts and legislation to the centers that are doing the direct services. So we get a good chunk of our funding through those, but we also get funding through other grants that I write for, as well as donations from the community, and of course our fundraiser events that we held. You just did a 5K, right? We did yesterday. Beautiful day over at Mountain View Vineyards. A little chilly, but you know, I hear that's pretty. That's a good weather for running. You have an emergency shelter. Is there a lot of people there, a few people there? And is is it sort of a a stepping stone to getting back into the swing of things? It really is a stepping stone. It's it's called an emergency shelter for a reason. It's for people who are actively fleeing domestic violence, that the reason that they are seeking shelter is due to domestic violence. And yes, 
we are actually over full. We have a lot of people and there's a lot of need. And unfortunately, we're one of the only names in the game in northeastern Pennsylvania who have a dedicated shelter program for domestic violence. So the need is very high. We actually have over, I think, 28 people between our dedicated shelter and our overflow hoteling in our shelter right now. And that's, I think, the most we've ever had in my nine years. You must get phone calls from people who just feel they are trapped in their home. They're a prisoner in their own home, and they just don't know what to do. So what do you tell them? What's the first step when well, that Well, the first thing we do with everybody is we always go through safety planning. And that is an individual conversation for everybody because everybody's situation is going to be different where we talk about what's the situation that's happening, what are the risk factors that's happening in your situation, and come up with different ideas on if you need to leave, if you need to get out quickly, what do you need to have in place? Do you have a go bag? Do you have copies of certain documents? Can you stash them with a friend or a neighbor or with even at your employer? Wherever you can keep those things, do you need to uh, maybe buy a different cell phone that your abuser doesn't know about and keep that in a hidden place? Oh, but even just behaviors, ways that you can keep yourself safe if you're not ready to leave at that point, ways that you can maybe try to control the situation, move to a different area. But safety planning is one of the key things that we do with everybody. What about if someone speaks Spanish and they don't speak English? Any Anything for that? Of course, yes. So we offer uh, counseling in Spanish. We have both shelter counselors and uh, our community counselors who speak Spanish. But also if someone's calling our hotline, we have a contract through one of our funders, PCAR, who uh, uses Globo, and it's a translator service. Oh, is that right? Yes. So we, as long as we're able to maybe get at least a phone number to call a person back on, we connect with the translator line over at Globo, and then we do almost like a three-way conference call. So the Globo translator is on the call with us, translating back and forth English and Spanish, but not just Spanish. They can do many other languages. We're talking to Lauren Peterson from Safe Monroe. Do you have lawyers on staff? Do you provide legal services? We don't provide legal services as in attorneys. We have legal advocates who who are assistants to say going through the process. They can answer your questions. They can guide you. They can be accompany you to these proceedings. But what we do have is we have a network of attorneys that we've worked with in the, in the past that are in the area. And we have a small legal fund that we can use as a case by case basis to help people afford quality attorneys. Um, you have to meet with a legal advocate, go through an application process, and it's a one-time payment, but it really can be the kicker to getting access to quality attorneys for your case. Lauren, may I ask you this? Why do you do this? Why, why is it important to you? I've been in this world for almost 20 years between, gosh, when I was back a intern, undergrad, and working down in Montgomery County. Um, it's kind of in my blood. My right. mother, she actually helped start the local rape crisis center back in the 70s oh, in Chester right? County. Yes. Oh. It is now Crime Victims Center of Chester County. And she helped as a volunteer, just a bunch of ladies who knew that there was a problem, saw that there was nothing out there and say, all right, well, we're going to fix it. And so she was one of those. So it's actually advocacy is in my blood. And I've I've been doing this for so long. When I see people go through the process and come out the other side stronger, healthier, happier, safer. That means all the world to us. I think you do such a great thing here. Thank you. Do you have any events coming up you might want to mention? We do, absolutely. It's Domestic Violence Awareness Month all October. Yep, so Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Our color is purple, so rock your purple on Purple Thursdays. (laughs) I think it's Thursday 19th this year. 
But we also, the day before, on the 18th, we're going to have our annual candlelight vigil here in Stroudsburg at Courthouse Square, 5.30 p.m. Please come out and show your solidarity, show your support. Whether domestic violence has affected you personally or not, I guarantee you, whether you know it or not, someone in your life has been impacted. Mm. One in three people have been impacted by domestic or sexual abuse in their lifetime in the United States. That is a very high statistic. So if you're coming out and providing that solidarity, hearing some of the stories that we share, showing these people that maybe are suffering in darkness, that you don't have to be alone, that we're here for you, we're standing for you, we're supporting you, it makes such an impact. What's the day and time on that again? It is Wednesday, October 18th, here in Strasbourg at 5.30 p.m. Was this, a, was this an expensive thing to do, to change the branding? You know, to go well, from- luckily, we did receive a, a capacity building grant that we are using to to cover this. So none of our government contracts are covering any part yeah. of this. Right. Um, but yes, it was rather expensive, but it's it's necessary. It's a, it's a change that needed to happen. It's something that we were had been thinking about and looking at over the past couple of years. Should we try to do this? Should we shift? But it really felt that this past year was the time. Like we really felt that we had the buy-in both internally and externally to try to do this. And then when we finally had our product, we kind of tested it out in different areas. We did a soft launch at our gala back in May, and it was very well received. Great. Lauren Peterson, my special guest this morning with Safe Monroe. Lauren, if someone is tuned in in the middle of this interview and they're having a tough time at the house and they're going through some major problems, what do they do? Who do they call? You can always call our 24-hour hotline, 570-421-4200. And whether or not it's affecting you now or you're in the situation or maybe you were abused years ago, you can still call us if you're being affected, if you feel like you need help or you just want to talk to somebody about what happened to you or what you're going through. Call our number, 570-421-4200. Do you have a new website and Facebook page? Absolutely. SafeMonroe.org. Easy to roll off the tongue. You can remember it. And our Facebook uh, is still there. If you were a follower before, you're a follower now, but you can just look for Safe Monroe. Lauren, thanks so much for coming in. Thank you so much for having me. Congratulations on doing this. You do great work here in Monroe. We, We really appreciate the support.